One hell of a year. The Fury Theory starts right now. The Fury Theory podcast brought to you by EFB Advocacy. As Congress departs for the holidays, we want to thank you, our viewers, all the guests that appeared on our show, and the lawmakers and pundits that make Washington, D.C. such an enjoyable train wreck to watch. We've had some major highs, the Washington Nationals, and some big-time lows, impeachment. But you have stuck with us throughout the year, and for that, we thank you. This is our 100th episode of the Fury Theory podcast, and we've had some major changes in this podcast. No doubt, Adam Belmar, what are some of those changes? We have a new open animation that we developed and implemented this year. We put up the backdrop for the very first time. We are but six blocks from the U.S. Capitol. Alas, it is not right outside this window. Wait, wait, what? Yes, it is. That's the Capitol. That's right outside our window. We've also brought in a number of other voices, including the children of EFB, to help announce this show. So those are the big, major improvements this year. Now, which of your daughters is doing the the Stone Hard Cold podcast open for the Fear Theory podcast? Without a doubt, it's the esteemed Isabel Easton and the esteemed Ava Easton. And they do a, they do a great job. At some point in time, the, the Belmore boys are involved, right? Yeah, we got started with Sam Belmar and... Uh, Max has never had his voice on the podcast quite yet, but I, I handled the duties for a little while. We need, we've got three more to put in there. Max, Jack, and if we can get her. Molly would be the, Molly Fury. Molly well, would be don't, the big do, catch. Don't, don't see why. Uh, don't, Lila needs to get in Oh, here. I keep forgetting. That's right. Lila didn't get yeah. in when yeah, we did Somebody the first has three TV. over here. Maybe we should start with Lila next time, because Lila is very talented. And eminently gettable. She's just agreeable. <laughs> She's wonderful. She'll, she'll well, step we bring, up. We'll bring Lila and Molly in together. That, that would be great. Okay. Uh, so we've had uh, John Easton one heck of a year in Washington, D.C. Thinking about that, thinking about the start of the year, what was the thing that most surprised you outside of the podcast, just kind of the Washington terra firma? What is the most surprising thing that happened this year? Well, I know things that did not surprise me. Let's start with those. Impeachment, right. number one. No surprise there. They were going to impeach this president come hell or high water. Uh, I think that, you know, the um, – Eric Swalwell dropping out. <laughs> that wasn't a real surprise. Well, what he did on camera surprised people. Uh, what he did on camera surprised. <laughs> and we, we covered that. We, we had that on video. Chris, so far, the evidence is uncontradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. Yeah, I think you just heard it. And for many people, you'll need to hear it again. To ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. Okay, so that was, um, pretty, that was pretty funny. What other surprises did we have? Uh, but uh, the probably my my surprise of the year would be um, the elections in Britain. Uh, they that I'm still kind of getting my arms around that. It, it was just really I knew that they would likely the Brexit question would likely be solved in favor of Brexit, but I did not see the uh, the tidal wave coming where the Conservative Party uh, and in in the UK just dominated and Boris Johnson really has a, a mandate and Brexit is a clear winner and they are going to exit in January. That was a surprise to me. So Brexit surprise. Uh, Adam Belmar, what was the biggest surprise that in your mind that happened this year in Washington, D.C. or in the world in general? Chicken sandwiches. I had Who knew? Because I've been a Popeye's guy. I'm not from Louisiana, but I love that Louisiana cooking. You know, you got chicken, you got fried chicken. You, you put it between two pieces of bread, and it's like, who knew? That surprised the hell out of me in 19. So the, the 
kind of viral nature of Popeye's catching up to Chick-fil-A was for you a big surprise. Huge. And the level of violence that can be suborned by chicken of the fried variety, also unexpected. I would say that, in my mind, the biggest surprise, and I'm surprised you didn't say this, John Easton, was the Washington Nationals winning the World Series. Well, you, you were talking about political. You, you keyed it up as political. I, Washington Nationals, that's I, I said that's I said sports. Washington writ large. I didn't say anything about politics. <laughs> Washington Nationals were by far the biggest surprise of the year. Uh, a happy surprise. I was not surprised, however, to see Steven Strasburg stay and Anthony Rendon go. I'm saddened by that, but they couldn't afford everybody. Um, you know, we had some really good guests on this show. Uh, starting our first guest of the year was Jackie Plunkett. Yeah, and we had been pressing uh, internally here at the Fury Theory podcast to broaden our worldview. And Jackie Plunkett came into the Fury orbit, just highly educated, really experienced professional who uh, has this kind of insight into digital advertising and marketing, being a former Googler. She came on the show twice. No other guest did that in 2019. Uh, she gave us a lot of insight on how the social media world really operates and how to advertise and why it's important. What she really came to talk about was how the Trump administration should market using social media to more women and get more women excited to vote for, for him. Uh, and I think that she can. She brought a lot of great insight. Um, our, another guest that I thought, uh, John, uh, John Easton was a good friend, and he got really dressed up for this show. Uh, John Deasy, mm-hmm. uh, good friend, m- member of the Irish Parliament, uh, great insights. You, you were talking about Brexit. Um, we've seen John Deasy here a lot, haven't we? Yeah, we have. He is a, a friend of EFB. Friend of EFB and a great, great guy. Our, another guest, Antonia Ferrier. Another good friend of yours, John Easton. Antonia is great, and uh, she is uh, very much in our world, which is uh, strategic communications, and and she's close to uh, Leader McConnell, and so her insights were really fun and uh, and valuable. The Bass sisters, you, they had a great quote. On, on My the show. favorite line on this podcast of the whole year was delivered by the sisters Bass when they, in discussing Donald Trump and his behavior, said this: "We agree that we." We do not co-sign on, I'm going to use her word, kukakery of what the president does and in his actions. We just don't. But we support him and his policies, and we support the things that he's done that, has, that have really um, helped the American people. And, but we will not co-sign so the kukakery. And, and his, Twitter, his Twitter activity is kukakery. Yes, um, and his and, actions and, you know, sometimes even, pointing. Even say, the, I, I, love, this, I love that word. Please use it. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody uses that word. I love it. I will not co-sign his kukakery. Uh, a lot of people won't. God bless I, I, them. I, we loved having them on the show. They were great. They were great. Uh, a good friend of yours, uh, Jack Klein from the University of Kansas, he had some great insights on a client that's important to you. Yeah, I mean, just to, to talk about something that's so incredibly important to this country, biomedical research, what it does uh, for the health and well-being of, of all Americans, but also everybody around the world. Uh, that's how important uh, our, our U.S. system, uh, NIH, uh, the, the, the premier biomedical research agency in the world. Uh, Jack knows a lot about that. And we had just a, a wonderful conversation about uh, why it's important to, to fund uh, the National Institutes of Health at a, at a high level. You know, the other thing that Jack talked about, which is fascinating and has become more important lately, is Chinese espionage yeah. on campuses. And there's actually a couple of diplomats just got kicked out, Chinese diplomats. I mean, Adam Belmar 
we're, we're kind of at war with the Chinese. Every element of our relationship is under scrutiny and incredibly contentious. It's a bit of a scary topic, actually. It's a bit of a scary topic. Uh, not, not so scary unless you are in the booze business. Uh, we had Chris Swanger and Frank Coleman from Discus on. And, you know, I'm sorry that you guys weren't on that show. Uh, I had a chance to sample. It's only a little bit. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let, me, let me give it a try first. We're committed right. to For your heritage. consuming and moderation. Yes, absolutely. Oh, this is, oh, this is pretty rough. Yeah. Let's okay. do the Glenmorangie. Glenmorangie, Glenn yes. Uh, okay. Okay. So a phenomenon that's happening. So it's just, it's really a special industry oh, to represent. Water. That's really good. Yeah, yeah. You, you drank enough for all of us. I did. I, I don't like to sample. I like to just have a big drink. But that's, that's, right. that's just me. Uh, and our final guest for the year, uh, John Easton, was a guy named Luis Alvarado. And we, he was actually a frequent watcher of the program. Uh, Adam noticed that he was somebody who uh, often commented, many times shared our podcast. So, Luis, thank you for, for being on the show and thank you for being such an avid fan. Uh, I thought he had some great insights into important voting blocks, especially the, the Latino voting block. Yeah, absolutely right. Uh, he was one of, of my favorite guests for sure because I could talk all day long about um, Republican outreach to the uh, Latino community and how important it is now and in the future. And Luis just really has a very, very good grasp of, of, of all that. He, he's in the community, but but he also just is very smart politically. You know, and he represents, as you just noted, uh, the sort of interactivity that the Fury Theory podcast has grown into over time. He's not the only important listener that we've connected with. One of the highlights for 2019 was something that happened early on in the year to some of our greatest fans, Jack and Topher Cushman, were sent to the Super Bowl by the Washington Redskins. You remember that? It's the only smart thing the Washington Redskins have done in the Daniel Snyder era. Jack, what's going on, man? Redskins defensive end, Matt Ioannidis here. Hope you had a good day at school. Got some exciting news for you. You and your dad are going to Super Bowl 53. Oh my goodness! It's crazy! He had an amazing time with Topher Cushman, a good friend of all of ours. You know, one thing I love about the Cushmans uh, they are a very valuable and very loyal watcher of the Fury Theory podcast. They are always among the first to be on. Uh, we had Cushman's Corner. Uh, Topher Cushman was actually on the program uh, in the first year of the program. Yeah. As a first iteration. And, you know, he's, su he's such a good guy. He's a uh, leader of the Concerned Fathers of St. Peter's, which is a very important social organization. Mm -hmm. uh, John Easton, you're, you're part of that organization. Well, it's just a, it's a wonderful uh, a group of, of men that, that like to uh, indulge in beverages, but also discuss our, our concerns. And, and we, do a good, we do a good job of that. Um, Adam Belmar, one of the things that we uh, spent an inordinate amount of time on in a couple podcasts, and matter of fact, three or four podcasts, was the Mueller report. Yes, it came and it went, and uh, you know I've had strong feelings about it, but we we didn't lack for visual trappings, uh, as you can now see. We had all the books splayed out, and we even used graphics to read. Uh, but Mueller was perhaps the most underwhelming figure of 2019. Can we agree on that? We can agree on that. Uh, it was another example of, of Democratic hopes in a witness that just kind of fizzled because that particular witness, uh, Robert Mueller, did not 
rise to the to the occasion that that they had expected him to. So it was just it was, it was a a dud for them. Uh, and a dud for us. Um, <laughs> we spent a lot of time on that. I've never actually read the book. Have you, have you read it? I have not. <laughs> Are you aware this of is where I get my nose rubbed in it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I read it and turned out not to be a bestseller. And uh, you might have been the only person in Washington to read, to read the whole. Yes. Um, well, clearly, members of Congress of many persuasions didn't read it either. Um, and you know, it, it it was a similar fate that befell other great tomes like the Horowitz Report and <laughs> the 467-page. Majority report on the articles of impeachment that came out 72 hours before the vote. All of this amazing reading, underwhelming for most. So, uh, John Easton, uh, we can safely say that you're a huge Washington Nationals fan. That's safe. What do you think was the best moment of the World Series outside of the baseball? Well, I think when I wore the jersey on this show of one Steven Strasburg, that was very important in, in part because he was the World Series MVP, in part because in Game 6 he went way deep into the game, and uh, without that I don't think the Nats would have won the World Series. And Steven Strasburg just signed a new seven-year contract. That means I get to wear that jersey for seven more years. Okay. How about that? That's, 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 just, that's the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, Adam Belmar – from my perspective, from your perspective, what was the most important Washington Nationals moment? Well, you brought it to us. And Adam, I think that was probably the best commercial of all time. <laughs> I agree, and uh, it took it took being nimble. So in the in the world of public relations, and staying on top of the zeitgeist, which is something that that all of us have to do in the business that we're in as communicators, Bud Light exemplified that, and they just literally hit their own home run. And and they did that because in in the world of campaign politics and 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 campaign advertising you know the you know part of the war is to take something that is given to you and and turn it around that's very meaningful to the to the race and turn it around in with lightning speed that's what bud light did in this situation in a commercial way they took something that was clearly a a big plus this guy holding 25 ounce budweiser's and not dropping them to to and got hit by a baseball intentionally they turned that in. They turned that around in 24 hours. Yeah. You it, know, it was beautiful on their part. The thing that I liked that continued this year on this podcast was our fairly prolific use of movie clips to help illustrate our points uh, about politics. And very early on in the year, it just came to me as we were sitting on the, the set talking about the lead up to the 2019 State of the Union when the president and the speaker in what would foreshadow the epic battles to come, uh, I said engaged in mortal combat. I, I actually believe that the Democrats writ large are winning and that the speaker has at least won this round. Uh, it's very evocative of that uh, um, video game Mortal Kombat. Round one, fight. He's just like, fight! 
if she just you know, sort of gave him one of these great combinations by putting the kibosh on the State of the Union, and he just thought, well, well what else can I do to really mess with her? Round two, fight. And he got her good with taking the mill airplane away. But John, you've gotten in on that act too. It reminds me of my favorite movie of all time, Airplane. He's all over the place. 900 feet up to 1,300 feet. What an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely one of my favorites. And we talk about this one all the time, but, but I used this uh, at one point, John Easton, where I, I, I was talking about Gerald Nadler um, being the Dean Faber of Animal House. Then as of this moment, they're on double secret probation. And Jerry Nadler's like, the time, time has, come. has come for someone to put his foot down. And that foot is me. So we've had uh, a lot of great moments here on the Fury Theory podcast. Um, we did not have any members of Congress uh, this last time. We hope to get some on next next year. Um, but we had some great guests. We've had some great moments. Uh, we've talked about some important issues. Um, at the end of this incredible year uh, where you've had impeachment, USMCA, uh, and a huge $1.4 trillion spending package included on that $1.4 trillion spending package was a $400 billion tax cut, all in two votes. And so Congress is ending with a bang. A lot of uh, strange things happened, but at the end of the day, we've all survived, right? I mean, this is kind of one of those weird things. They ought to impeach the president more often. We need a lot done here at the end of the year. They got a lot done. And... uh, you know, we one of our favorite segments was buying and selling. What I would like you to do as the viewer is I would like to give you, I would like you to give us your buy and sell on the Facebook comments or any comments that you see. Give us your buy and sell so we know what's on your mind, what you think the big trends are going to be. And with that, I just want to say thank you for watching the Fury Theory Podcast brought to you by EFB Advocacy. EFB means excellent for business. Yeah, baby.